to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have Bazira, Kid, and Flick. What? <laughs> Last week, the party continued their ally recruitment tour of the Western Island by meeting with the shipwrights and sailors of the Shimmerscale tribe. After a difficult conversation with the remaining crew of the voyage to the Central Island, our adventurers have a lot more information about what they may eventually face there. Next stop on the journey, Silfson, to attempt to salvage relations with the Yuan-Ti and hopefully get the shipwrights more assistance. What will the party find when they arrive at Silfson? Will they be able to find anyone who will even speak to them? And how is Bizdira going to handle being so close to the site of her mental and physical captivity? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi. I literally... Hello. hello. I literally <laughs> just had a picture of the, like, the gate in my brain with a big sign <laughs> that says something like, out of business or out of order, or, you know, just closed. Closed. <laughs> Silfson equals closed. Closed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except it's like closed, like there's closed. multiple S's. <laughs> That's why I was like, I can't wait to salvage relations with, uh, this, with the UNT. Such missed opportunities. Mm. Such missed opportunities. How are we all this week? Pretty good. Once oh, again, yeah. an empty bladder. I now have been to the bathroom. Congratulations. <laughs> From one episode to the next. It feels great. Listeners, you all need to get on Twitter right now at a Temple Ward. Congratulate him for his empty bladder. <laughs> Yay. It's very, it's, you know, it's an important thing. It's good for okay, bladder Okay, but really, health. you all have to do this because by the time we edit and release this episode, <laughs> we're going to have forgotten about this. And yeah. so we will just start receiving Twitter notifications <laughs> about Flick's bladder. Oh, and it's no. going to be amazing. <laughs> More specifically, Alex's bladder, which is like... Well, sure, <laughs> sure. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, Alex doesn't have to pee. Anybody else? <laughs> Updates? <laughs> no, okay. I, I, mean, I had a sandwich. I had a sandwich. Here's the thing. No, you got to tell us no. what was on the sandwich. Oh, oh, yeah. So, uh, I believe it was turkey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm not a medical professional, but I'm pretty sure you should probably know what you're eating. <laughs> so my partner was out with some friends and they went to a bakery and he was like, hey, do you want anything? And I was like, well, listen, I'm about to be recording. So something that'll keep and I'll eat it later. And then he left. So I can only assume that that sandwich was actually there for me. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, so not only are we not sure if it was a turkey sandwich, we're not sure if it was Lydia's sandwich. <laughs> yes. Uh, pretty sure it was because, you know, we're sharing. Caring is caring in this household. Yes. <laughs> and he left it there, so it becomes mine. And also, you snooze, you lose, is the other rule of this house. Exactly. So, I am 99.9% sure that it was turkey on white. I mean, that's with, much higher percentage than yes. I expected from the way you said it. With, yes. uh, I mean, it could be chicken, but pretty sure it was turkey. Mm. Um, with some cucumbers and some dill saucy thing oh and like some mustard as well it was actually it was pretty tasty sounds nice. delicious 
the the pickle that came with it was a little much, but there's no cheese. See, I was just thinking I could I, do, I would so. have preferred pickle to cucumber on that sandwich. I, right. I normally yes, I'm not a big cucumber fan, but the um the pickle was just it was very pungently yellow, which is weird. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa. Pungent- yeah, very yellow. Oh. Yeah. It was well, like it was like mustard yellow, like bright mustard yellow. Like the the like uh, what is the brand that gives you like that really, really, really bright yellow that you get from like at baseball games and stuff? Look more like I don't, that. I don't know. Is it Hunts? <laughs> is that a thing? Hunts. Maybe Hunts. I know they do ketchup, guys. so they might I do don't mustard. Hines, you Hines guys, mustard. We're Hines talking mustard. about pickles. We have to play D and D. Oh come on. <laughs> We got to get some sort of banter in there. Um, We've been going for six minutes. I think the pickle took up four. Time flashing, you're having fun. Some pickled (laughs) stuff. All right. Wait, what? I've lost all sense of control. Pickled mushrooms are really good. Pickled onions. Just regular pickles. Which are pickled cucumbers. Yes. I will say that, um, speaking of cucumbers, I've started searing my cucumbers, like, uh, like sauteing them lightly. And just to like try something new, and it's so good. Put a little salt on them, like season them nicely. They're yeah. great. Now, have any of you all just not a seared cucumber, but just eaten a regular cucumber with peanut butter? Because that is a really good snack. <laughs> Much better than celery and peanut butter. I 100% really? believe that because yes. celery is kind of gross. Agreed. Um, hey, interesting. If, if we stop this conversation, can we consecrate the well? <laughs> I now here's the thing I have never said that you can't consecrate the well. I have repeatedly told you what a bad idea it would be, <laughs> but you are welcome to do whatever your little tiefling heart desires. But is this like a reverse psychology like you actually really do want us to consecrate the well and you're just telling us not to to make us want to do it more? Uh, Lydia? Yes, sir. You have known me long enough that you can tell when I am being reverse psychological. Do you think this is one of those times? I mean, am I using reverse psychology? Let's play D&D. Here we go. Cue music. So last we left you all, you had wrapped things up uh, with the shipwrights and the sailors, and we're heading uh, over to... Whatever is currently existing where the city of Silfson once stood. Uh, you've got your your guardian escorts with you, Umber Frail, Steve, and Bab. And uh, you're heading you're heading a little ways south down the coast. Uh, you you know, you sort of go inland from the beach and eventually the the land starts to slope upwards because as you know, Silfson sits on the top of this sort of uh, sheer cliff face that that uh, fronts up against the beach there on the southeastern corner of the island. And uh, there is no smoke above the city. It is not currently on fire. But the closer you get, you know, the closer you're looking for any sort of signs of life on the walls or around the city and truly nothing. Uh, no no signs of, of movement or of habitation. But you do eventually arrive. You, you all see the remains of your camp from the last time that you were here just outside the city walls. Um... And, and the gates into the city of Silfson, where immediately there are flashes of that very brief parlay with the city guards before you were overwhelmed and captured and imprisoned. I, I feel like everyone's very nervous to do anything right now. I wonder why. Hello? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steer's literally just, like, hanging back and, like, kind of... St- 
like trying to stand behind Flick because Flick is the only one that's slightly tall enough to hide her. <laughs> uh, would we have had a conversation with the guardians that are with us maybe to see if there was anything we knew, like if they if they had made contact with them or the I don't know. Yeah, I do certainly. Uh, they can tell you that they have tried on a. F- couple of occasions um but have never even gotten any there now but they will say that they're pretty sure that there are in fact people living in Silson. um that they have found evidence of but they have not ever managed to even get a representative to come to the city gates to to talk they have not been able to make any real meaningful contact with the city <laughs> well let's just say in a while uh we don't have to talk about since when so, so yeah, that's that's all they have for you at this point. Well, um, Flick will turn to you two and say, sounds to me like we're going to have to uh, climb over the wall. Uh, or we could do a spell. <laughs> also that. I'm going to go with Kit on this one. wouldn't it be fun to climb over the wall <laughs> as he holds his broom next to him? <laughs> rude um (laughs) (laughs) you know what though actually if you want to just fly up and kind of make your presence known because obviously it's a magical broom and they do love their magic items so that might encourage them to open the gates that was my thought with doing a spell it gives Mm -hmm. us a chance to look really impressive and show off how powerful we are now. I mean, I can set off my radiant consumption just to <laughs> not to hurt anybody. Like, I'll step back from people. I could, I could also, but just to be shiny. I could also do what I did last time and just cast Thaumaturgy and make my voice really big and just be like, hello! <laughs> like, straight up like <laughs> Monty Python style. Yeah. <laughs> just like, hello! Just like yell like for people and see if anybody emerges. Is I, I mean... So which is it? I, <laughs> I mean, I can do. I can do that. I don't know if any. That would also alert them. Very. That's very obvious. <laughs> I, I mean, are you trying? I, I guess to we're sneak trying to. I guess that's the point. Yeah. Say, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I, I. For some reason, in my head, I'm like, we have to sneak into this place, and that's very much not the case. So I need to get a, that no. out of my head. I couldn't. I couldn't pay you fuckers to try and sneak in five seasons ago, but now. For what it's worth, I do not think we should try to sneak in. I think we should be very clear about our presence. I also think we should array our magic items on our person very obviously as a sign of status. And I think we announce ourselves. Uh, The Spellbinder is fucking staying in the bag of holding. That seems like a good one. Uh Yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That one's staying there. Uh, yeah. It's already been put away. It's staying there. Okay. Seems seems fair. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Can um, I use a bean in self? Oh <laughs> yes, you can use a bean. I, Absolutely. It, that is it such just a good came idea. To me, that this is a great opportunity. The perfect moment for this to happen. <laughs> I love a bean. Okay, so you. Pull out the bag <laughs> that you... Oh, not yet. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go. <laughs> we need to plan more. Do you have Jazzy hands? Oh, I'm just, like, just so like, excited about the bean. <laughs> as long as it's not the temple with the dead pharaoh inside it, then <laughs> That's, be yes. okay. Now, now, I have to tell you all, that result, that that particular entry on the, the magic bean table is what derailed... All of Dungeons and Daddies season one. So just know 
it happened to them very early on in their campaign. If it happens now, I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> TLR will be going on for another uh, two seasons, actually, <laughs> just to deal with this doom. <laughs> oh my god, incredible. Okay, so go ahead and make your plans while I um, go through this chart and just figure out what I'm going to do about certain ones if they come up. Sure. <laughs> so we have Broom, we have Shimmerscale, we have... Beans. Bag of holding. Beans. <laughs> you just throw the beans everywhere. Ter- like, just terrible things Well, happen. we know what happens if you just toss them all. I know, I know. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Um, um, yeah. I've got my key. Shield. I've got my staff. Do we have the shield? My, no, we traded no, it. No, we have the fire shield. We have Bria. my cloak, my Bria boots. Bria has it. Boots. And the hat. Oh, right, the hat. Rossi's hat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we have the robe of useful items. I'm pretty sure I have something else, too. Hold no on. And I have oh, my, I have my little uh, cleaning ring. stone. I have the ring of cold resistance. Oh, I have my you concertina. You look absolutely ridiculous. And then I'm flying on my broom, so I'm like juggling. I have a concertina. <laughs> I have an accordion. And just like playing around. <laughs> Oh my With god! With a top I love hat on it. and a broom. Oh. What the hell? Who is this character? The guardians are like, like pulling out like moderately enchanted branches from trees. Like, and you all have like <laughs> rocks and brooms, and they're like they got a stick that like hits extra hard sometimes. <laughs> Spell. What if I give cast? them each a bean to plant? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Now that I brought up the beans, I can't stop talking about them. I I'm need so to excited about the beans. No, I'm ready for the beans. Uh, okay, so oh, you all God. are festooned with magic items. Should I dimension door two of you in there? Or two of us in there? I thought we were planting no. a bean. <laughs> no. I was, I was just going to stone shape us a little door. Oh, I think that's great. I think that's lovely. Oh, Look, God, I'm just I'm just die. searching through. I'm just I'm just you know brainstorming. Literally, this is how we die in Silson. This is how we <laughs> no. do it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, so you all are festooned with magic items. What's next? Good, good. I think good, the good, stone. Good. I, I thought the melding of the stone. No, are we yeah. going in? <laughs> are you going to use thaumaturgy first to see if they answer the door? Sure, are we planting that. a bean or not? <laughs> well, I thought that was inside Silson, They need to not see outside. the bean. Yeah. They oh. need to be like, look at our wondrous power, a bean. <laughs> That's such a smarter move than what I thought you were doing with it, which is I thought you were... <laughs> I thought you were planting a bean in the, like, desperate hope that what grew would be tall enough for you all to climb over the wall of Silvsonon. No. And I was like, oh there God. are, like, you have, like, a 5% chance of that happening, but, like, go with gods. No. <laughs> no. Okay, that makes much more sense. It's a show of power. Sure. Got as it. As long yes. as, again, it's not something a, like A, a mummy lord's. Temple. Right, temple, yeah. Or, or what is the other one? It's like a statue of you that tells about how horrible oh, I you don't... are. That would be bad too. <laughs> really? Yeah, that would I be... saw that one and all I want is for you to roll that one. Um, yeah. We shall see. So, okay. So you're all festooned with magic items. You are ready to display your great pl- power once you are inside the city. Seems that Kit is going to stone shape you in. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and is that happening now? Yes. Okay. So uh, you create a little door. You're very practiced with your stone shaped doors at this point. You've done it <clears throat> once before. 
Um, <laughs> I and... think now is when I do thaumaturgy when we walk in this place. <laughs> so terrible. What do you say? Bitches, we're home. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> Okay, this is incredible. There it is. I need need to roll a few things before you all enter, and then, so just give me a second. Oh, that's disappointing. This got very silly very fast. But I think that's the way we have to handle, this was such a tragedy last time that I think we need to make light of this as best we can. Traumatic, yes, it's traumatic, and we could possibly die. So a very, uh, tension Okay. What if we all die and then Bria has to save the world by herself? We'll be fine. Yeah, why is it just, it's always us three. Why? Why? Because we don't have Bria and you three. I don't know. Somehow, somehow Bria is the sane one that keeps us all, like, under wraps. Well, we shall see how this goes. So you all are able to step through the door that Kit has created in the wall to Silfson. You step, you open it up, step beyond, and flick what now? I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy and say, I'm going to go back. I don't want Hoop. There it is. Even though that's very tempting. I think I want to go Monty Python. Can I have everybody's passive perceptions, please? 19. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably really good for you. Uh, 17. 12. Okay, 12 and 17. Are we leaving the guardians outside? Or are they coming in with us? Oh, I thought we brought I, them that's specifically to, them. to come in with yeah. us. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Uh, okay, so um, Kit, you... Well, let's see. Okay, Bizier, does an 18 hit you? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Kit, you see movement uh, sort of up a little ways, not on top of the wall, but there's like a little like scaffolding that has been put maybe, I don't know, maybe seven, six or seven feet down from the top of the wall. And it didn't look like there was anything, anyone on it, but you see some movement up there and manage to dive out of the way as three arrows just come lancing down. One of them strikes you, Bizdira. Uh, oh, and does four piercing damage. It just, like, oh. grazes you. Wait, can I catch it and try to throw it back? Well, the, you, those are two separate things. You do not have to do them both, but you are welcome to do them both, sure. Well, I want to, because I want to show how awesome I am. So it's a d10 plus your dex plus your monk level, I believe. So you don't even have to roll. You It was only four damage. You absolutely okay. catch this arrow, and you take no damage. If you Great. want, <laughs> If you want to throw it back, you can spend a key point and make an attack roll. <laughs> Damn it. No, she's going to just like shoot, God. catch it and just break it and okay. drop it. Okay. Another one does come come soaring down and strikes Bob. Uh, no. but also oh. just a also just a glancing blow and immediately Umber Frail like snaps his head up to the scaffolding where these arrows came came from and hisses out something in the yuan language, which you all do not speak but have heard before. And there is, you all can look up there and you don't actually see anyone, but you do hear a sibilant response uh, after a few moments. And Umber Frail turns to you all and just says, unsurprisingly, they're not thrilled at our presence. Yeah, we We're know. We're not thrilled to be here either. <laughs> can I have insight checks from you all real quick before we actually move any further on this? Because you all might want to know this. Kit? 21. Nice. Bizdira? 13. Flick? Will you take a passive insight? <laughs> okay. I will not only because you just got shot at. In most situations, I would I but... know. I know. 
Um, but that's still a 19. Okay, so you and Kit real notice, and you just sort of now put it together, um, that Umber Frail has been quiet since you all left the uh, the shipwrights, and he's just, he's like, he's very angry. And you're not sure if he's angry at you or at them or at, like, the whole situation, but, like, he's just very, like, on edge about everything that is happening. Not, again, not necessarily directed at you all, but... But yeah, I will. Uh, my voice is still loud. Oh God. Okay. I think. Sure. And mm, no, that's not what I want to do. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, while Flick is deciding what he's going to do, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to like very quietly whisper to Umber Frail and be like, "Is there anything we should know before we go any further?" He he sort of you know moves a little bit closer to you and uh, with a lowered voice says. Um, For what it's worth, I don't actually think they have yet clocked who you are. I just think that they have become very insular while they deal with whatever they're dealing with. Perhaps making your intentions clear before they realize who you are might give you a bit of grace. Also, and he sort of looks around and looks a little bit sheepish to say it, but just says, I know my people don't expect much. Okay. Um, what are the chances Flick heard that? <laughs> I think we're all right there, right? Yeah, I mean, if you wa- if you wanted Bizdira and Flick to be a part of that exchange, it would be mm-hmm. very easy, so that's no problem. Yeah, I'm going to elbow Flick. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it, my voice is still going to be loud. I'm going to make myself heard. Um, and I'm going to say, drop your weapons. We mean no harm. We are here to... <sighs> I had a whole plan, and this is not the plan that I had. Um, See what it feels like. I know. I know, <laughs> I know this is a wedge, and it's okay. <laughs> drop your weapons. We're not here to cause any harm. Not. Don't give us that look. <laughs> I mean, you weren't there to I... cause harm last time either. <laughs> They're so yeah. mad at me, listeners. They hate me so much right now. <laughs> yes. Ms. Dear's just going to whisper to him, we're here to discuss our end of world issues. <laughs> like, or, you this, know, well, the yeah. future of this the world. The future of the world. <laughs> we don't want any any violence. We just want to talk. talk. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm going to. I'm not the charismatic one. We know this already. <laughs> So uh, we're not here to harm anyone. We all we want to do is talk. We have some uh, we have some extremely dire matters that need to be discussed as soon as possible. Concerning the end of the world. Concerning the end of the world. <laughs> or la- if I'm not like stop. trying to alarm anyone. Like, <laughs> am I trying to alarm them? I don't know. Like, I, don't I guess know. so. I don't know. <laughs> like that's um, I like I don't want like to, the- but like I guess that's what we're doing. But if we don't like give a little bit of alarm they might just be like fuck you we don't want to talk to you get out you know <laughs> let's start with a persuasion check just on that like how reassuring are you about you know the no harm thing like all of that good stuff so let's just have a persuasion check to start okay that's a 24 okay 
Um, so a little head, sort of uh, a yuan Ti head, uh, in this case a humanoid one, not a snake one, uh, sort of becomes visible on the scaffolding um, and doesn't say anything, just sort of looks you all over. Uh, Kit, you're watching for recognition since since Umber Frail mentioned it. You see no, like, sudden widening of the eyes and a gasp, right? Like, none of that. This person seems <laughs> to have no idea who you are. And after a few moments, the head sort of retreats and you hear some sibilant whispering going on up on the uh, scaffolding. And eventually, uh, one after the other, three Yuan-Ti begin to descend from a little, uh, like, uh, ladder that has been built uh, onto the side of the scaffolding and the wall. Uh, And the three of them descend, and immediately two of them uh, run off, like, deeper into the city. Uh, and one of them approaches approaches you all. I have a question for you. Okay. Do any of them have snake bottoms? None of these three did, no. Okay, great. So two of them have snake heads, mm-hmm. and then the one who had the humanoid head that poked over has snake arms. So you get the idea that, like, perhaps he was not one of the ones firing arrows as... Probably not. Doesn't have fingers. Yes. I was just curious because the idea of a snake body getting down a ladder makes my brain hurt. Oh, well, yes, that's exactly why none of the snake-bodied ones are assigned to scaffolding duty, isn't it? (laughs) Just making sure you're on top of your game, you know? Oh, yeah. Story consistencies, because we're going to poke holes in everything. That's what happens. Continue. You all continue. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be overwhelming if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll read those five-star reviews when we see them. Uh, We have had a couple from review sites outside of the U.S. brought to our attention, so uh, in the coming weeks, hopefully you'll get to hear those. But uh, we want to read them. We love reading them. Send them in. Of course, we next up want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge. Get access to all kinds of perks, like early access to episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Not just that, but you're supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere with our Patreon Forward program, so what do you have to lose? Right now, we want to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot. Tanya, and Ark, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Ricardo Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge, become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com, 
www.comptech.com.au and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive-thru family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. Okay, that's all the announcements we got for you at this point. Stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. So the auntie is down on the ground now in front of your group, just sort of standing quietly and staring well, that's, at you. Uh, that's, well, that's what I was run off. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna ask this auntie point blank, um... <laughs> Who's in charge here? Uh, there is a sort of almost like... (laughs) I I have to know. (laughs) Creepy snake grin, I guess, at that question. And he just shakes his head and says, nobody. Ooh, this is a lot more fun. That is a good sign for chaos. Chaos. So you don't report to anyone. He sort of thinks about it for a second uh, and just says, um, we are all accountable to each other. Aw, how Mm. nice. Okay. (laughs) That is really nice. I mean, in theory, let's see in practice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, especially since our goal is to do this quickly, if we can maybe get him to, like, gather the populace and we can, like, give our message and then get out, like, maybe that's going to serve us best here. Especially because, like, if he's like, there's no leader, then, like, Like, everyone can do whatever they want. Right. But I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna tell him the how much I. I like don't even know what information I want to include. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you've got a minute to think about what you want to say because I think the idea is to sort of tell everyone. And currently, there's just him. <clears throat> right. Well, can I? I just. I'm sorry. I don't think I. Those other two went off to like go tell people. What a great question. <laughs> I would love to they know where they They came down and immediately sprinted away from you all, so Where did knows? they go? He turns back to look uh, where the two of them ran and turns back to you and says, you said you had something important to say, so we should all hear it. Perfect. We'll wait That's right here. And it is a, I imagine, very awkward wait. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, we, we can talk little... to we'll we can talk amongst ourselves. Oh, okay. To... Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> celestial planning conversation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> if the question is how much do we tell them, I think we just lay all the cards on the table. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They say you're full of shit, and we leave. <laughs> like, okay. I think instilling a sense of like dire emergency is 
really the only thing we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, you all have that conversation, which doesn't last nearly long enough to avoid the awkward silent wait. Uh, so you stand around in silence for a bit. Uh, and eventually people do begin to filter down to the gates of the city. Um, just a few at first, and then larger groups. And, you know, there are a bunch of different reactions. Uh, some, you know, angry faces because there are people in the city and you get the sense that that's not really a thing that they're super fond of. Some of them actually look kind of interested, uh, very possibly because you all are sales racks of magic items. And some of them are just purely sort of curious and perhaps a bit confused about what's happening. But eventually you've got, a, you know, several dozen yuan of various descriptions gathered out front of the gate. Um, and they're all, no matter what their, their sort of uh, mood about this meeting, about, you know, uh, curiosity or anger or whatever, they are all super standoffish in that not a one of them is starting this conversation. They are all just staring at you. Great. Well, when I can see as many as, like, I don't know, can fit in this space where we are. Sure. I'll just say we come bearing urgent news. There is a world-ending cata... What's the word? Cataclysmic? Cataclysmic. Cataclysmic? Force that... Catastrophic force that will um, destroy everything in its wake if we do not act quickly. We have already begun preparations. We are very early. And I don't know, is there some reaction? I don't know, like... Not as much as you might hope with that particular news. Now, you know, passive insight, whatever, whatever. You don't think it's that they don't believe you. They just, like, don't want to give you the satisfaction, I guess, maybe? Or they're waiting for more or something. So very little reaction at this point. Mm. Uh, There is uh, a, a day 14 months from now when an equinox will bring upon the sort of uh, emergence of this force. So we only have so much time to prepare for this war that is about to occur. Proof you hear from the crowd. Did you all have an incident? Yes. Was it was it yesterday, two days ago? Uh, at this point, it was two days ago, yeah. Yeah. Two days ago, where your fires came to life? That does get a little bit of a reaction, which in this crowd is a huge reaction. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there are a few sibilant whispers and a few sort of looking arounds. You might have heard a rumor. Poof! from another quarter of the crowd. I'm gonna whisper to Flick, your magic item, the shimmer scale. Why is Because that they proof? like magic Sorry. items. Oh, they like magic it's, items. Uh, it's oh, all well, about I... divination magic. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, divination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll pull out the shimmer scale and say, should I lie to them? Or should I just, like, should I say, I mean, like, you don't have to. The shimmer I... scale told you what was coming. <laughs> well, I know. Well, yeah. I thought you meant about that specific instance. No, but I'll tell them about the prophecies. Sorry, I thought you meant, like, make up a story about how you knew that the, that was going to happen. No. Oh. Um, the... Sorry. <laughs> Am I bra- sorry. I'm sorry. My the brain beast. is all no, over you're the place. Okay. You're um, okay. Yes. I will okay. tell them about the prophecies and yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Give me a, give me a persuasion check with advantage flick because... For reasons. <laughs> Thank goodness it's with advantage. Okay, good. A 19. Okay. So as you talk, Flick, and they keep uh, uh, flicking their eyes over to Kit as well after your statement, and you can all feel that something is beginning to shift. They do kind of, or anyway, a, a chunk of them at least, 
believe that there might be something to this. Um, and you hear a few sort of shouted out things uh, that are louder than just the whispers. So, you know, things like, well, what can we do? How will we save ourselves? Those sorts of things. Um, Those are very good questions. We have begun building ships here on this island. We are hoping that maybe uh, you can contribute to that production and production of anything we might need. Um, We know that you might have some outstanding magical abilities uh, and we are our capabilities. Yelled out from the crowd, what's in it for us? You won't be dead. A, a uh, life? Life. Uh, I mean, that's the, I want to be very clear. That's the correct answer. But I am voicing a crowd of people, and you know there's at least a couple idiots in there. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I think Bazir kind of nudges Flick, because she's just kind of, like, ducking behind him still, and says, make sure you tell them that we're not asking them to give up their magic just to <laughs> use their magic to help. Right. Specifically what's in it for them? Well, what do you want? They all they hear that and they all sort of that actually silences them all for a second as they all sort of think. And then in that silence, a lone voice calls out, "What's that magic item?" And you see a uh, snake-headed Yuan-Ti pointing at you, Flick, and particularly at the Shimmer Scale. Well, this is a very high-level magic item um, linked to divination magic. Do you, like, present it? Do you show, like, more clearly to I'll keep it right where it is. Okay, okay. It looks familiar. Uh, I don't know how it would look familiar to you all. He got this from the kobolds. Unless you regularly talk with them, there's no way you would have seen it before. Kit persuasion, please. I shouldn't have said anything. I have (laughs) zero charisma. (laughs) Oh, no! Do I have an inspiration? Probably. I give them to you all the time. (laughs) Do you not? I somehow don't. Oh, no! Here, here, can Can I give her mine? Sure. What did you You roll? What did you roll? I think she rolled a one. What do you think I rolled? Do you want my... It's not a one. My my tug the tapestry today is a nine. Do you want it? I can give it to you. It's It's probably better than a one. It's probably better than a crit fail, right? Yeah. I think so. I think okay. that's all right. We can we'll take a nine. I love that. We'll take a nine. That's fine. So, uh, so you say that and say no. You hear no, no, no. It looks far more familiar than that. You there? And the pointing hand goes from Flick and the Shimmer Scale to Bizdira, sort of hiding behind Flick. Remind me if I would have had my mask on or off a lot when we were under the Mage Ascendant's control. I think it would have been a bit of both because he would have had you taking it on and off. Yeah. (sighs) She's going to... I think that she will have put it aside to have gone in because I think that it's a very distinguishing thing about her. Sure. Besides the super pale skin and like silvery hair. And she'll just kind of like peek out and kind of like raise her eyebrows like, yes. Yeah, so you peek out Bizdira and there is like silence again and then that same voice. I knew it. It's them. It's them! And there are whispers 
uh, that begin to erupt around the group and the whispers very quickly grow into not whispers, which begin to grow into shouts which are sounding more and more angry as it becomes clear that they know exactly who the three of you are. I'm going to ask the guardians to stand in front of us, like, help help us, like... Yeah. Uh, like, semi-crowd control, semi, like give us a chance to speak almost yeah no weapons drawn just say like oh, we just need a little bit of a, a barrier i think they'll move in front of you will you all three because i'm actually this is actually for the three guardians but i don't want to roll it so will all three of you roll a d20 <laughs> uh what did you roll flick eight Okay, and uh, Bizdira? 14. Okay, and Kit? 13. Okay, so they uh, the, their move is perceived in the way that you intend, which is not threatening, just, you know, clearly something's happening. It does not quiet them, but it does sort of keep them from escalating, at least for a bit. Bizdira's going to say very quietly to the two of them in Celestial, is it worth us trying to explain ourselves? I think that was my next step, but Kit, what do you say? Yeah, so, uh, I think so. I don't so, know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of out of ideas. Bizdira's going to ask Flick if she, if he can cast Thaumaturgy on her voice. Uh, I don't think I can't. I don't think you can I either. Think I think it's my own voice. I think it's mine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What do you want me to say? I'll say it. I want you to say that everything that happened was regrettable. But if you would hear us out, I think you would understand. That's a, I raise, and so I'll hop on my broom really quick, levitate, I would say like 10 feet, 12 feet in the air, and sort of hold out my hands, like everybody, like trying to calm everyone down a little bit, and mm-hmm. say, please, if you let us explain why we are here, and why, uh, why explain our actions, we know, th- uh, everyone will know, crap. That's okay. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, everyone... every Everything will be a well. Yeah, everyone yeah, will yeah. understand. Right. Make... The situation is volatile. So go ahead and make me a persuasion check, Flick, but I am going to have you do it with disadvantage. Even though I have Frosty's hat? Uh, we'll cancel the disadvantage, so just give me whatever the first number that you rolled was. Okay. That was a 22. Fucking Christ. Okay. I have an 11 persuasion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they quiet down... They are not mollified or happy, but but you know they see one of their own because this I don't I don't know that I've actually said this aloud, but like this guardian is one of the few who actually spent more than like some very early childhood years in Silfson before joining the guardians, uh, which is why he volunteered to come with you. So they recognize him, and that combined with your like very genuinely like calm and reassuring whatever is enough to keep it to keep things from erupting. But it is not enough to change the fact, you know, change the facts of the situation as they see them. So, you know, the two orc guards are getting very nervous, and uh, and and Umberfrail is angry that this is all happening uh, because he knows your side of it. He knows the truth of everything, right? Let me try this sort of side of it. Um, I think he'll continue, hands out, calming gesture. Uh, this entity that we have spoken of already today does it. It does not discriminate, you will lose your life as you know it if we do not cooperate together. We deeply regret anything that has happened in our relations in the past. Uh, We can tell you anything and everything you want to know about that. We do not, we are not proud of some of the 
actions that we have that are that are in our pasts but we know that if we do not continue working together moving forward we will not succeed and life as we know it will end mixed response definitely got some folks attention some folks were obviously never going to listen and that's is what it is but eventually there's a bit of a commotion in the sort of middle of the crowd and you can tell that someone is sort of pushing their way forward in the crowd and out from the from the middle of the group steps it is wild cuz i don't know that you've ever really seen an old yuan ti before i mean the mage ascendant was had many years on him because of the magic of the spellbinder but this one is just old he did not have his aging slowed or anything um you know white sort of roomy eyes scales that look extremely brittle and in places have just sort of begun to flake off and slightly hunched over. And this is uh, this is a snake lower half, Yuan-Ti, and slowly makes, I may have said his, but I meant her, uh, makes her way forward and holds up just a single hand and the group behind her sort of slowly, but eventually does quiet. And she turns her back to all of you so that she is facing the crowd of, of Sylphsinians. Mm. I like it. And sa- and speaks something to them in the Yuan-Ti tongue. Uh, and Umber Frail turns, you know, sort of turns to the three of you and, and whispers some, some short-form translations, which, you know, is they are recognizing the power of the Shimmer Scale uh, flick, and they know that you all have possessed the spellbinder whether or not you still do they're recognizing your ability to know things and the danger that they have noticed as well is coming to the yuan ti oh well and now she's saying and just as uh, umber frail is about to translate the last thing that the woman said she turns around really quickly surprisingly quickly for her advanced age uh, and sort of glares in Umber Frail's direction and he immediately just sort of stops and she locks eyes with each of you in turn and says we will assist as we can because you have told us that our lives are at risk we do not do this for you, and you will never return to Sylphson. You got it. Works for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Have to tell you that he was sort of hoping that would be harder to swallow, but all right. No. <laughs> we are happy to leave you alone. We will assist. Those who desire will fight, and that will be the end of it. No longer will Sylphson send our young ones to lose their culture and their past with the so-called guardians. We will have paid our debt. I'm okay cool. with this. Yeah. Um, if everything goes to plan, we don't need the guardians after this. And so. that's a totally fair point. For what it is worth, the three guardians look far more uncomfortable with that arrangement than you because they're thinking of their organization yes. first, right? Obviously. So you yes. can certainly have that discussion not here or now, uh, but you should know that that neither Umber Frail nor Steve or Bab are particularly into that agreement, but also they're not going to, they're not going to, um, contradict you guys right now and right here, yeah. so. 
I think it's safe to say that we uh, agree to these terms. They will never see us again. We will never come to Silfson again. But if they will allow a, an emissary like Umber Frail, if he's willing, uh, to check in or bring the other more information that they will need or, you know, plans of like, oh, if you're going to fight, we need you here at this time, X, Y, and Z, that kind of stuff logistical aspects of it but as far as the three of us yeah we're good we're we're gone <laughs> they uh they actually have she this woman has she pulls out of a little pouch at her side um what is clearly like her you've noticed that everyone when they came out also was kind of in, in your <laughs> i guess kind of in your style had magic items visible where you know where they could and where they owned them she sort of doesn't she pulls out of her pouch uh you actually you all recognize these because you've seen another pair of these before it's a pair of sending stones um and this is very clearly like her one status item uh and she hands one to umber frail and says this city will not suffer outsiders ever again. But the communication is important. At this point, I think Bizdir is just gonna start bowing and kind of walking towards the door Curtsying. the kitten made. Yeah, like, okay, mm. thank you. You too? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I think if there's anything that I would ask, it would be what exactly are they willing to contribute? Like how Like how do they think that they can assist? I think Give that's me, my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me uh, an insight check, would you? It's good. It's going to be a 25. Flick, you get the sense that that is a question better asked of Umber Frail outside the city limits. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> um... <laughs> So he like uh, goes to speak and she looks at him like he, she's like drawing blood with her eyes and like <laughs> he's yeah. like okay all right yep holds yeah, up exactly his hands right. like lowers back like reverses like beep beep on the broom like it's all right. the way it's, back look it's the other like vital part of the persuasion coin is the insight to know when to use it when to stop. <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah. Okay. So you all can file out of the city. Umberfrail stays, uh, like, lingers for a moment. Uh, and as you look back, you can see him just having a quiet one-on-one -on -one conversation with that woman uh, for just, a, like, a minute. Uh, and, and then he follows you all out of the city. The gates close uh, behind you. And, and there's sort of a finality to it. And then the door that you stone-shaped opens, Kit, and uh, one of the, the guards that was up on the scaffolding just sort of points at the door and then looks at you, Flick, or Kit. Oh, I'll close it back up. That's fine. Okay. Thank you. Uh, they do not thank you, but... Uh... <laughs> I say, you're welcome, under my breath. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for this week. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what last little bits the party has to accomplish here on The Last Refuge and where they are headed next. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, last refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, 
you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bastira, Kit, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Lydia? Yes, sir? You have known me long enough that you can tell when I am being reverse psychological. You think this is one of those times? I mean, am I using reverse psychology? Let's play D&D. Here we go. Here we Cue go. music. Inception. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. So stupid. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> okay.